welcome to The Daily Dose, where we are currently walking through an overview of the entire Bible. Join us today as we learn the story of Scripture and see God's redemptive plan through Christ from cover to cover. Let's listen to Matt Reister, Director of Christian Crusaders and the Cedar Falls Bible Conference. Today we're going to look at the Lord's Prayer, every word and clause in it, and kind of unpack it a little bit. As I said yesterday, this is just my personal belief, I don't think Jesus' primary intent was for us to recite the Lord's Prayer word for word. Not that that's bad, but I think that he wants us to take something bigger away from it, namely how we should pray. Jesus says, pray then like this, our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we have also forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. And then Jesus says this at the very end, for if you forgive others their trespasses, your heavenly father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others their trespasses, neither will your father forgive your trespasses. So those last couple verses are kind of unpacking the 12th verse, which is talking about we want God to forgive our debts and so we ought to be forgiving others who are indebted to us. So let's take this a little bit line by line or clause by clause. I think it's important to establish kind of the order of priority in this prayer. It starts off with our Father in heaven. In other words, this is all about God. The focus is primarily on God. It's not primarily on us. Hallowed be your name. In other words, God, you are holy, you are separate, you are righteous, you are perfect, and your name should be revered and hallowed. And so if we come to God with that posture, that's a great start because we're acknowledging that he's big and perfect and holy and we aren't. And we're approaching him with the reverence that is due him. And it says, your kingdom come, your will be done. It's interesting, Matthew so far in this first part of this book has started to show us what the kingdom coming is going to look like. That's the message of the gospel, the message that Jesus is bringing. He's going to usher in this new covenant and this kingdom of God, which is going to be available to anybody who would get rid of their sin by putting their faith in Christ and being clothed in his righteousness, would get rid of the penalty that they owe God for their sin because of the penalty that Christ paid on the cross and would be grafted into God's family and would be part of God's kingdom here on earth as believers. And then his new kingdom, the new heavens and new earth, the eternal kingdom, which is to come in the next age after we die or after Christ returns. Also, God's kingdom is coming, in a sense, through his disciples who are going to live this kingdom lifestyle that has been talked about in the first chapter of the Sermon on the Mount, chapter 5, and all these things that Jesus is telling his disciples to do. Don't just refuse to commit adultery, but refuse to lust. Don't just refuse to murder, but refuse to hate. Turn the other cheek. Give to the needy with a pure and genuine heart, not just to show off. Pray in a way that is authentic and genuine, not to make yourself look righteous, etc., etc. That's how this kingdom, in part, is going to come. It will fully come through the gospel being preached to the nations and the return of Christ and the new heavens and new earth, but it will come in part through his disciples living out this kingdom agenda. Now we get to verse 11. says, give us this day our daily bread. I think it's very important that we don't get to requesting things for ourselves until halfway or more than halfway through this prayer. If you're like me, most of my prayers are requests for myself or people I love. I think when Jesus says pray like this, he says, "Uh, the stuff you need, first of all, he already said that God knows what you need before you ask it. But the stuff you need is inferior to acknowledging God 
who is in heaven, the Father, acknowledging that he is holy and acknowledging that we want his will to be done on earth as it is in heaven, not our will. Then once you get those things straight, Jesus is teaching his disciples, then you can request that he give you this day your daily bread and forgive us our debts as we have also forgiven our debtors. This just acknowledges what is a central piece of the gospel. We are indebted to God. Our sin has piled up a mountain of debt to God that we cannot repay. And so we need it to be forgiven. And specifically, the way that God decided to make it forgiven is by putting his perfect son on earth who would be punished for our sin and pay for it, pay the penalty that we should pay, and then rise from the grave and defeat sin, death, and the power of the devil. And so we could also, through faith, rise and defeat sin, death, and the power of the devil. Finally, it says, lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. We've talked about this. The Bible said that God led Jesus into the wilderness to be tempted. God doesn't cause people to sin, but he does bring circumstances into our lives that test us. And so this is a prayer saying, God, lead us not into temptation. Protect us from circumstances that would tempt us to sin and deliver us from evil. This might just directly refer to deliver us from the evil one, from Satan. It's it's an acknowledgement that there is evil evil. There's an evil one who's trying to destroy us and we don't have the power in ourselves to protect ourselves. So we need to be delivered by God. Now it's interesting. We always end the prayer with, for thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. That's not in this prayer. find it interesting that the people who insist that we say this prayer word for word all the time add words that aren't actually in the prayer. That's a different discussion for a different day. But I hope that you and I can pray more and more in line with this design for prayer, this framework for prayer that Jesus unpacks for us and that we can do it with our heart and our mind genuinely engaged, submitted to the Creator, trusting Him to hear and respond to our prayers in Christ's name. The Daily Dose is a podcast of Christian Crusaders Radio and Internet Ministry. Please subscribe to this podcast, leave a five-star rating, and prayerfully continue consider financially supporting our ministry at christiancrusaders.org, where you can also find our weekly 30-minute radio broadcast, which airs on stations around the world, and where you can listen to our Conversations podcast featuring inspiring interviews with interesting Christians. We also want to highlight two ministry partners. First is the Cedar Falls Bible Conference, whose conference videos and schedule of year-round events and activities are available at cedarfallsbibleconference.com. And please consider joining us for their 101st annual conference on Saturday, July 30th through Saturday, August 6th in 2022. Second, if you or someone you know could benefit from an anonymous online Christian mentor, please visit issuesiface.com, which is provided by Power to Change Digital Strategies, our other ministry partner. Thank you for listening, and may God richly bless you.